What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 10. That's right, number 10 of the Libra Green Show. And my first episode of the year 2018. It's been a minute. It's been, what, two weeks? That Two weeks went by mad fast. Um, You know, I was originally going to do the episode shortly after New Year's Day. But I wanted to, I don't know, I wanted to kind of get a feel of what was going on in 2018 first before I started to make, you know, my judgments on how it was going so far. I mean, even even now, it's only 13, 14 days into the year and still really early. But I want to experience a few things first. But um, in that I have, <laughs> I've definitely already had a, a couple couple lows before the high I'm currently on. So, you know, there goes that. I've already had some bad experiences with men of course because it's not my life if I don't have bad experiences with men right like but safe to say that is over well it is safe to say because I'm obviously not gonna be involved with that particular person again but you know how we do things you know we we let we let a man once it's not a good experience we blocked a number and we keep it moving I've also uh, removed myself from those two apps where I was using to, you know, talk to men. Jacked and Grinder, of course. If if I'm speaking in code, if it sounds like I'm speaking in code, I did remove those from my phone. But this was like a couple of days ago. I just it's something something literally told me something was like just just delete them. I was like, you know, you're right. So I deleted them and they're gone. So you know, my my skin is clearer, my blood pressure is stabilized, my pancreas is now making insulin again. None of that is true, but you know, that's how it feels. Um yeah, I've been doing a lot of work, been working my ass off. Um music, yes, yes. My album is almost done. It's so close. As a matter of fact, when I finish recording here, I have to lay down some more things for my album but it's so so close to being done and I'm so excited like I've given some snippets and stuff on Twitter and like on Instagram and you know the people who have heard them have had great responses for me so that's great you know again it's not like I'm some like I have some major fan base or anything but you know that's what it's about it's about expanding it so (sighs) ignore that I don't know what that was that's what about it's a, it, that's what it's about having those people that I trust or maybe even don't know as well as you know anybody who is around to listen give me an opinion I don't necessarily oh hey what what do you think of this I'll change it after I have an opinion it's not like that but it's nice to know what a person thinks of it and usually if somebody doesn't like it it's not like I'm gonna go change it because I feel strongly about my work I believe in my work so I don't really care if you don't like it it's nice to hear it it's nice to have an idea of who does and who doesn't but nobody ever tells me that they don't which i don't know i'm pretty sure there's a possibility that that possibility that they could dislike some of my shit but wouldn't say none but that's besides the point um i've also got some good things going on in my life that um essentially i don't want to put out there yet and it's not because of jinxing him or anything or it's not because oh he's something he can't talk about it's not related to music at all but it's something that's I'm hoping pulls through I have very positive energy for it. I don't even want to say hope anymore I just want to 
work on actually claiming it and acting as if I already have it. So I'm just going to say it's working. It's, it's, it's in the works and you know, I'll be able to give more detail about it. But again, it has nothing to do with music or anything career wise like that, but it's, it's great stuff. It's, it's definitely gonna help my life for the better, but, um, the secret, yes, I have been reading the secret courtesy of my wonderful cousin, Alicia. She saw one of my Facebook statuses about two months ago, a month and a half ago. And it was when I was just really going through it. You know, the same shit that I'm always going through. Well, not always going through that. I was always going through about the same thing, same person, et cetera, et cetera. And she, you know, was asking me if I had a Bible, <laughs> which <laughs> I'm not even going to acknowledge that because I've earned a reputation for like issuing spiritual and religious disclaimers all the time and earned this reputation for being like entirely anti-Christianity and religion and like I mean damn I'm not an atheist which again if I was it wouldn't be I don't consider that being a bad thing as I don't think anybody really should but I'm not not exactly an atheist anyway I mean I do believe there's I'm I'm we know if I've never actually, actually discussed what I, what my spiritual beliefs are, I'm an agnostic person, you know, I do believe there's some type of higher power, I just don't know what it is yet, um, which is difficult because I've been close friends on and off a couple of times with somebody who is a devout Christian, well actually, you know what, majority of my friends are pretty firm believers in God or something like that, but you know, the funny part is I'll pray too, like, when it's a really like drastic situation, I'll pray, especially when it's for other people, because it's not not about me at that point. It's not like, oh, yeah. And so, yeah, you want a car accident, you're going to pray to God. And I'm, I rarely pray. If I do pray, it's rarely for myself. It's because I, I got to do something for the other people. So, you know, that's beside the point. But yes, my cousin Alicia asked me if I had a Bible and I do. It's my dad's Bible. I don't, you know, open it or look in it or use it for anything, but I do have his Bible. And, um, of course I keep it because that's my dad's. That was, that was my father's. I mean, aside from my memories and this one picture that I discussed last episode of him, I don't have much of him. So, you know, I gotta have something. So I, I keep that Bible. And, um, she asked me how I read the secret. I had a copy of the secret shortly before I moved to Memphis. Um, I want to say I was already out of high school. I had started reading it, but honestly, I think because I was, I don't know if it's because I was so young or not, but I didn't appreciate it, so I didn't finish reading it. I'm thinking there's going to be some real secret or something. It's not that the secret isn't real. It's definitely real, but I was under the impression that I was going to, like, be cutting the heads off chickens and boil them in a pot. You know, not obviously I wasn't thinking that, but I was thinking that, you know, there was going to be something that was going to guarantee boom, 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 and... You know, I learned that the secret is in in you, in your in your head, in your heart, and stuff like that. So you know, the secret is based on laws of attraction and stuff like that, and your your thought process. It's really powerful shit, because you know what? I think the the greatest part about it is even if you put forth the secret and you use your mind and your heart and your laws of attraction and all that stuff, and none of the stuff comes to fruition for you, it still better's the quality of your life because it. It forces you to become a better person with a better heart and a better mindset. So I'm 3,000% for it. So I've been reading it and I've just been really putting it into motion. And I still haven't done my vision board, but 
I might, you know, I might run up to Dollar Tree to today, maybe tomorrow, probably tomorrow. Tomorrow I'm gonna give me a board and just start working on it because I, it's the month, it's the month. We're about halfway through the month now, you know, and I haven't even started yet. I really that that will assist because you know I'm seeing visually seeing those things I want and you know it's gonna help me affirm those. But it's a great book. I do recommend it for everybody. I have not watched the film yet. Um, I know Esther Dean is you know if you know Esther Dean singer songwriter actress pitch perfect drop it low written for Rihanna and Beyonce and a million other people um she was a firm believer or is a firm believer of the secret as a matter of fact her publishing is um I know a secret so she's very very adamant on the secret and she always talks about it like I see her hashtag and stuff like that so she's a firm believer in that and it's just interesting I would like to talk to her one day about what the secret has done for her and all those things. But yeah, I just, I've been in a really positive headspace and it feels great because I did, I didn't have the easiest time, like a couple, was it last weekend or last week or sometime after new year's day, I had a really rough time. Like I just was distraught. Cause I was like, is this the way the year is going to go for me? It just, I don't remember everything that was happening, but, oh man, it was like rent stuff. My, my last check wasn't enough money. And, because I didn't, there were the, the week of Christmas. I didn't. It was like I had four days off, which I didn't ask for those days. But you know, it's just kind of the way things work. And like my insulin situation was fucked up, and like I, I was just like, damn, is this the way the year's gonna go for me? But you know, uh, it all came together in one way or another. You know, I had the young lady, um, Laura, whom of which before came through for me with the insulin, she came through yet again. And, you know, big, big love to her because I, I couldn't. But I got that taken care of. And, you know, the money thing was definitely taken care of. The rent was paid and paid on time. Like, it all came together. So, I had nothing to be upset about. I had my sister bought me groceries. Like, I got food. Like, everything was good. Everything is good. I have a job. You know, I got clothes put on my back. You know, I can get up on my own two feet and walk every day to and from work and or to the station anyway but so I had nothing to complain about and then I got even more like see I <laughs> have to having that spiritual religious I almost try to stay away from the word blessings but it don't matter it's a blessing I don't really try to stay away from that word I say it all the time but after saying that I felt like I should stay away from it but anyway any fucking who I have got even more blessings in my life so you know sky's the fucking limit Really, I would just suggest anybody, anybody listening who has not read it or watched that movie, I would say read that or watch it. And that's about it for what's going on in the wonderful world of Libra Green. Again, I'm excited as fuck about this album that I'm putting together. Can't wait to share the album title. Like my two closest, three, two or three closest friends, they know the album title, but you know. I can't wait to share the full songs and to film videos because I have video treatments in my head. That's like the next big step for real is to really get those videos done because I have, especially for what I want to put out as the first single, I have like a complete treatment for that. Like it's perfect. Like the whole video playing through my head. But yes, I will be right back with some more topics to discuss. And... Here we go.
You out of order. You out of order. This ain't Gina, bitch. That's a rookie ass move, so respect the order. Yo, respect the order. You stand on my shoulder. Let me help you, daughter. Real fame costs, but you can't afford it. Real fame costs, but you can't afford it. Real fame costs, but you can't afford it. You nominated, I'm awarded. Real fame costs, but you can't afford it. Now, I am who I am, and she is what she is, and she is my fetus. Do you know who we is? I'm a lazy bitch. I'm a lazy bitch, and I won't stand up to address the shit. Hashtag this, I'm a lazy bitch. Hashtag this, I'm a lazy bitch. Alrighty, people, I have returned. You know what? That is such a Libra song. Like, Tisha Campbell Martin is such a Libra for that lazy bitch. Like, I really, from actually from one of the the moments after I heard the full song, I was like, I was listening to the words, you know, I, and I won't stand up to address the shit. I'm like, wow, that is, <laughs> that is so me. Like, hashtag, I'm lazy. But it's like, I'll, I'm not even finna acknowledge it. Like, I won't stand up to address the shit. This is like, I remember reading something about saying Libras like to cut people off and not tell them why because they feel like you should already know what you did boy ain't that the fucking truth i just i've cut a couple people off and you know they had no idea why but i'm just like nah you know how the fuck you are you know what you did but you know uh am aware of that and uh you know i cleaned cleaned that up a little bit in my life but that's beside the point so the beginning of this episode contained the song I Bring Me from the Starcast. That version is entirely, if not almost entirely, sung by uh, Jude, the star of the show who plays Star. And um, that actually is not really relevant to my point here. The song is, but so, you know, the song goes, I bring me, get mine by mine, go hard. Look at another like me, boy. Stop. But basically, um, the song talks about it, it's it's a pretty empowering song. You know, it's like you you that's what I bring to the table. I bring me. You know, like you never you there's nobody like me. There's this. I'm that. I'm I'm all of these things, and you know, essentially, my whole reason for including that was because I started to realize that I was looking for all these things you know um in addition to the fact that i just got out of well i didn't just get out of it because lo and behold in another two months it will have been a full year since i've gotten out of that relationship crazy right but you know i'm like looking for bomb sex right looking for best friend and i have best friends but you know that best friend that you have contained in a relationship that comes with the relationship is there's nothing you can't beat that based on experience i know looking for that looking for the confidant you look for the therapist i was looking for a workout buddy i was you know telling myself i'm like okay i gotta text so and so so we can start working out again and although i still have not done that i started looking thinking about all these things i wanted and needed and i'm like i can find all that in myself i am all of that to myself the best sex you're going to have in life could be with yourself, if done right. You don't need anybody to work out with. You can motivate yourself. And as a matter of fact, having somebody else to work out with could work out in the other effect to where it'll distract you and, you know, become, it can become a competition. It can be a number of those things. 
you know, um, I was looking for somebody to go on dates with, spend time, like, I, like, I haven't taken myself to the fucking movies, and, you know, again, I've only done that once, but I did fall asleep on the movie, which was Wonder Woman, but that was also because, again, like I said, I had a fucking Cinnabon before I went, so, that Cinnabon, like, took me the fuck out, but that's all beside the point, I don't need nobody to take me on dates, I can go on dates myself, gym buddy, I don't need sex part, I don't need, and you know what was crazy, what was killing me even more, I was thinking, I need to find a musical collaborator, I need to find somebody to collaborate with, I need to find somebody I can bounce ideas off, I need someone who can play the piano, I need someone who's interested in this kind of music, who will open my horizons to this kind of music, I need somebody to bounce opinions off of, I need opinions for music I need to know what if this part sounds right if that sounds right if my if this sounds flat if this note is sharp don't nobody do that shit better than me at all especially for me I just just these recordings alone that I've gotten back within the last you know the last month that I've been doing I hear I hear I hear a flat note immediately immediately because I know it's it's I I have that in my system a lot. I torment myself a lot about my vocals. I never think it's perfect, like ever. Even if it's out there, it's like damn, it must be as close to perfect as I'm gonna get. Sometimes, that's the type of shit that would keep me up at night. Like I listen to it and I'll hear a, a bum ass note immediately. I'm like, ugh, I need to redo that. And if I can, most of the time I do. Nobody else is going to hear that. You know what somebody else is going to do, though? Somebody else is going to listen and be like, ooh, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that's great. That's perfect. And what am I going to do? Be like, you right. But honestly, me personally, I don't. I don't even do that. Even if I do get someone else's opinion. So why even waste the energy when I know if I hear something wrong with it and I let somebody else hear it and they don't, I'm still going to redo it anyway because I hear something wrong with it. All that to say, I am my own musical partner. I am my own gym buddy, considering the fact that I haven't started working out yet. I'm my, my greatest sex partner, my most common sex partner at that. Because, you know, one of the things in a relationship people say they look for, not necessarily in a relationship, but people look to, they say, oh, I want to have, I want to have sex with the same person for the rest of my life or rest of this year or, you know, stuff like that. Guess what? You have one in yourself. Sometimes literally in yourself. You got that. Roll, roll the fuck over. Look in the mirror. You got all that shit right there with you. It it hit me like a ton of bricks, and I was like, maybe that's my New Year's resolution. It's just to, because I a lot of the time I don't be believing in resolutions because I don't want, I don't feel like anything should require effort. I don't know if that comes if that sentence comes across correctly, but I feel like if you have to try to do something, then it's not natural. But I started to develop that a little bit more and realize that's not exactly what I mean because a lot of things take effort to do. Like if, if if things didn't take effort to try, then like nothing would be a thing. Nothing would be a thing. Like it wouldn't even make sense to do anything because nothing would be a thing without effort. So the New Year's resolution thing, like the whole me wanting to just be myself for myself, it felt good to come to that conclusion, you know, because, you know, the, the, the problem is you sit here and, you know, you, 
swipe left and you swipe right on Tinder and you get on Jacked. Even though a lot of us were using Jacked and Grinder for sex, like still there are people who I have a great I have somebody I'm friends with that I met from Jacked. I've never somebody I've never been sexually involved with. We literally have been friends ever since we met. He's, he's even met my other friends. Like we're actually buddies. We're really good friends. We talk almost every day. And, you know, that I almost forgot why I was saying that. But no, that goes to show that, you know, people do use those for other things, even though I don't feel like you should just because, you know, everybody else probably not. But, yeah, it's backward. I have a great friend I met on Jack and then had a one-time thing with somebody I met on Tinder. So, you know, it works either way. But my whole point is that we do that and we use those apps and we try to make friends and try to get in relationships. But we don't need it it's almost like we waste our time and if anything it's a distraction it distracts us from the goals of making ourselves the better the best people possible and you know what i'm gonna be really fucking honest right now i'm not in a position to entertain anybody as much as i would love to be in a relationship right now because i have all this love to give I know where that love is right now. And unfortunately, it's really not available for another person. We all know where that love is right now. I haven't said it. I don't need to say it. But personally, it's it's about it's honestly about knowing, knowing yourself because it's like there's okay, so at work, right? There's this really really cute guy. He comes in all the time. And I'm like I I've noticed like eye contact will have me shook. I've realized that like shaking, not fucking stirred. I'll ring, I'll ring him up and like, I'll look at him and I wait for him to look me in my eye. And the moment we lock eyes, I go weak. It's really attractive. It's funny. Cause one time we have like a take a penny, leave a penny jar for at the front register when people need to take a penny or leave a penny if they're a couple of cents short. And, um, a lot of time people put money in there thinking it's a tip jar. So he had like a dollar from his transaction. He put a <laughs> dollar in there. No, I was like, I think he was trying to flirt with me just now. But the other day he came in and like he'll spend a lot of time using our Wi-Fi and selling his uh, MacBook in the corner. So the other day he came in, I rang him up and, um, you know, thriving off of this, like the secret energy. And I'm I'm really feeling positive. Had my coffee, too. So, you know, I was really on one. You know, I rang him up. You know, I, I talked with him. I flirted a bit, made that eye contact. He we he actually introduced himself to me. He asked me my name. He told me his name and he went and sat in his corner and I wrote my number down on a piece of paper. I was going to give it to him. I kept it in my pocket. I was going to do some funny, corny, cute shit and be like, you dropped this. He am like, no, I didn't. I'm be like, here, I think you did. But I did not do that. And let me tell you why. Something was telling me not to. And I figured out what it was. I did not shoot my shot because I wanted to do him a favor. And you saying that you hearing somebody say that you may think that means, damn, you know, why? Why are you beating yourself up? Why are you talking badly about yourself? You would be doing him a favor if you did give him the number because you're a great person. You know, something you would tell somebody who would say something like that. But I know I'm a great person. But like I just said, I'm not in a space to do that. So as much, I mean, I may still be on Tinder and 
there are guys I see, I, and I'm like, wow, I would like to. And that don't mean I can't be in a relationship. If something, I'm not the type of person to fight when something presents itself to me. If if there was a guy who showed up at my door right now, maybe he was UPS delivery. Maybe he, he, he we locked eyes and he was like, wow, you're beautiful. I want to. I want to I wanna go to Five Guys with you. Don't know why I said Five Guys, but we like Five Guys. I want to go to Five Guys with you. What's your number? And I give him my number. You know, I'm not going to. Something like that that just kind of, you know, comes upon me. I'm, I'm going to be here for it. But I can't really do that to nobody. And it's not to say I'll be a shitty boyfriend because I won't. I've been a shitty boyfriend already. I've learned million and one lessons from being a shitty boyfriend. And I could be definitely be a great boyfriend right now, but I think it's just time for me to, at this point, to stop trying. And I know that's so cliche, but oh, let love come to you. It's not even about letting love come to me. It's about letting everything else come to me, about letting everything I want come to me. It's not even about men or niggas or guys in this case. It's just genuinely about focusing on everything else I have so many things I want to do this year that I'm gonna do this year that I am doing that's let's fix that let's correct that I have so many things that I am doing this year because it's past wanting to do it it's past gonna do it I'm actually doing these things so I gotta work on that and that brings me back to my original point of finding everything you're looking for in yourself and I realized that I realized that's why People say, I used to feel like the whole thing about you can't love anybody till you love yourself was a cliche simply because I didn't love myself and I loved the hell out of my ex. And we lasted for five years, six months and four days. But. I think the bigger picture in that cliche is not about actual loving yourself. It's about being, it's about having a sense, a sense of yourself. It's about knowing who you are and what you want and not be, it's impossible to, well, I won't say impossible. Sometimes you can't be a full person when getting into a relationship. I understand that, but at least working toward that. And you know what? I was not. I had nothing in this in that relationship from at the beginning. I had, I literally had nothing going for myself. When it, when my first when I first got in that relationship, I was a barely a college student. Did not really want to be in school. Had no music, but the one song I recorded in what in eighth ninth or tenth grade. I just had notebooks full of songs, and notebooks full of other plans. I had and, and a and a Twitter account and some YouTube videos. That was all I had. And then I had him. Him who was almost done with school. Had a photography portfolio. And you know all these wonderful things. And you know. And once I left my friends and my family. I really had nothing. But him. So it's like. The loving yourself thing. It's the People should ex- ex- expand on that a little more. When they say that. Because it's not always. not just about the love. It's really about having an an identity because those things kind of make up who you are those the things the things about you that your goals 
your dreams when you wake up in the morning the things you want to accomplish the the career you've always dreamt about you know that and and the plans you put forth to accomplish those things that's what it's about so me deciding i want to be everything to myself i realize that that's how so many people just like you you may get on twitter or something and you see like a bomb ass couple and it seems like they're both just like really successful and they're doing it and maybe they didn't do it this way but i realize one of the main keys to doing that is just to kind of have your ducks in a row for you not for the relationship not for a potential relationship but having your ducks in a row for you and then that shit will come and be right because you already got your shit together you don't have to then that's when you can truly enjoy it you know because I was thinking about uh, one of my friends, one of my best friends. She, uh, We actually recently started talking again after about a year and a half. I distanced myself from her because of some things she said. And, you know, again, it ties into the Christianity thing. It was something like that. And I knew, um, you know, like I had told her, I was like, I always knew that would happen one day where I just would want to distance myself from me because I felt like my life didn't really fit your your religious beliefs I just was but at the same time what you got to take into consideration sometimes when you do care enough about somebody it's not that things are excusable sometimes you know them well enough to be like okay they didn't necessarily mean that instead of me distancing myself let me I mean even a, even a chastisement would have probably sufficed then but I just I wouldn't even in Rochester either like I just I'm, I don't have to see her I was just like I'm over it I'm done like people were getting the block left and right around that time especially from that and then came like the election and then people were saying dumb shit oh, i didn't vote block but i was handing out blocks left and fucking right eliminating people from my life um when when uh what's his, what's his name but what, what what when bruce jenner became caitlin jenner when that was happening when she you know came where her pictures were out and she was on the cover of vanity fair and all that stuff anybody who was saying dumb shit block 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 because i was not finna deal with it and, um, you know, I almost forgot why I was saying this. But, yes, to go back to, I was talking to her, and she was telling me, because she got married last year, and she's pregnant. And we were up talking, and she was really, she's talking about how scared she was. And I'm like, you have a husband? I was like, you have nothing to be, not that a husband is going to guarantee that everything's going to be okay. Let me, you know. <laughs> but I'm like, you got a husband, you got his family, you have all these people who love and care about you. I'm like, your, your child is fine. And I was like, I understand that. It started to make me think of how, um, I said I want to be all these things to myself this year or I'm going to be all these or I am being all these things to myself and what made me think of that was she was like I know she's in school she's uh, in beauty school cosmetology school and I don't I don't know what he does but I know they're both working really hard to kind of just like provide and she was talking about how much hard work it is and it just made me think of that I'm like yeah you know it's not like I won't still have goals but it's like once I have my my shit in a row I don't I don't want to necessarily be like oh it's we barely have time for each other we're we're this we're that I want to be able to enjoy my man when I get in a relationship if that's if I ever get back in a relationship because at this point it's not something I'm dying for it's not it won't be a bad thing if I never get in a relationship ever again it's cool it's whatever happens happens you know It honestly is what it is on that. But 
Yeah, I don't want to be. And again, again, if and if while I'm sitting here and I am working on all these things, I'm not going to throw it all away for to be with some nigga because I do need said nigga to understand that I have things I got to do. I'm 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 trying to focus on things. I had somebody hit me up earlier. It was like, "Oh, are you are you at work or are you home today?" And I was like, "I'm home today." Oh, um, maybe we can meet up. I was like, I have a lot of work to do. I said, so maybe later. And that needs to be, that just needs to be the attitude because I have priorities and you are not any one of them. You have not earned that. You have not made yourself that, anything like that. So that's how I feel about dealings with, you know, with men right now. You gotta, yeah, make yourself a priority if you if you're trying to actually. But that's that's beside the point. That's like a whole nother conversation. But yeah, you know, I'm, I am, I'm, I'm being me. I'm bringing, I bring me. That's what I do. My own bomb ass sex partner, my own gym buddy, my own musical partner, best friend. Everything. I look out. I look. I look out for me. Nobody's gonna look out for you better than you are. And I used to feel like that was such a negative, lonely bitch attitude. But it's not that other people aren't gonna look out for you. It's you should be the one to look out for yourself the most. Not that you shouldn't look out for other people or you know things like that. But you should be looking out for yourself the most because you are all you have. So. There's that on that, and uh, hmm, I guess that does kind of sum up that conversation for now. And I will be right back, and I got another thing I want to discuss. <laughs> discuss, it's funny because I'm discussing it by myself, but I mean, it's still a discussion. But anyway, I'm gonna be right back. Alrighty, lovely people. I have returned. <sighs> okay. Um, so the next thing I wanted to discuss was it wasn't something I've noticed necessarily, but is what I just I could. Okay, I guess I should just kind of get into it. So I have this newfound sense of self appreciation, you know. Um, I appreciate myself a lot more. I appreciate my talents. I, n- I recognize my beauty. Um, you know, things of that nature. And it was not always this way. But I realized to certain people coming in to my life, or not even just my life, but in, in my, like my something as simple as like Twitter, you know, you meeting new people and things like that nature. How it comes off to people, and I don't again, I don't care about how things come off to people. I just think it's unfortunate if that puts a person off. 
and they end up missing out on the amazing person that you are. Like, it's funny because my best friend texted me the other day and um, he was like, I'm glad you know you're that girl. It was lonely when I knew, but you didn't. And I was like, thank you for always knowing that I am indeed that bitch. Because he knew. Cameron, you knew. You always knew. But that's beside the point. I just, if anything, I get that vibe on Twitter from people. Like, I feel like people. And then another aspect of that is don't be mad at somebody for being aware of their beauty or being confident in themselves because you're not. That kind of sounds insensitive, but as somebody who who definitely was not, you know, into myself at all, I wasn't mad at people who were, who, who was aware of their beauty. If anything, I was glad. Shit. But I'm like, don't. And it frustrates me because, and again, this could be baseless frustration out of nowhere, but it pisses me off because I'm like, damn, like, dude, do you know what it took for me to get here? Like, I tweeted about this the other day. There was a period where... I didn't even capitalize the letter I because I hated myself so much because I remember learning that we capitalize I or we capitalize things out of importance. We capitalize I because I, you know, we talk about yourself. It's important. You're important. I didn't feel that way. So I used to go out of my, I don't think anybody ever noticed it either. I used to go out of my way to lowercase to I because I was like, no, I'm not important. Fuck that. I genuinely disliked myself that much that I was not even capitalizing an I in a sentence. I would go out of my way. Don't you know that shit autocorrects? I had to go out of my way to lower, lowercase that shit, to lower a fucking I. I would type Charles with a lowercase C. And I wish somebody might come at my neck for being confident in myself now, for loving myself. I wish. I fucking wish. I'm a damn good person. And that's just, that's your choice to miss the fuck out on that. It's just, it's so, it's so sad that somebody would miss out on the amazing person I am, the amazing person you are, because they feel like you're too full of yourself. Imagine me, a single birth, a single body, because even if I was a twin, I'm still a single body. Imagine me being the only person in this body, being happy with the way I look, being happy with the way I am as a person how far-fetched it's like in this in this generation of millennials are we so used to people hating themselves that the concept of somebody loving themselves is like far-fetched it takes a lot to get to these points where we love ourselves and you know what when I used to get here it didn't always last this has probably been the longest lasting you know period of self-love because I don't consider it a period anymore I feel like this is genuinely how I feel and I will feel for the rest of my life but it would not last long. It used to not last long at all. It just, it's funny that that is, mind you, this is all, for the most part, hypothetical. I don't even know if anybody really feels this way, but it's just so funny for that to be coming for, for it to be somebody like me. Like, I, again, the lowercase I thing, the, you know, like, remember when I started this podcast, I was not very, happy with myself hell there's a whole episode of me talking about how when I wanted to kill myself and the whole battle with self-diagnosed depression there's no telling when that shit will come back so I milk this shit for what I for what the fuck I can milk it for 
probably, I will honestly be damned if I let somebody else tell me that I'm not supposed to feel this way about myself. I just don't think it's fair. It's not fair for you to try to make somebody basically make them feel like they once did and make them feel less than. How does that work anyway? You make somebody feel less than for feeling greater than? Does that, like, does not compute. I am confusion. But again, this would be funny if there's pretty much a whole lot of anger. But you know what? No, because if it's not me, it's somebody. I'm pretty sure there's somebody feeling that way about somebody. So this anger is still my anger. If, if it's you, somebody feels that way about you. I'm mad. I'm mad for that. Cause how could you treat somebody that way? How could you be mad at that? Like it's not fair. Especially considering the things we go through for our self love to to please ourselves. The things we do to please ourselves and still don't be pleasing ourselves. like. And this is all not to say me in the current skin I'm in. It's not to say I'm not still hard on myself. I don't say such negative things about myself anymore. But I honestly, it, it hit me the most when I was talking to someone recently. And um, I don't remember what he was talking about. But he just started like dogging the shit out of himself and I'm like bro wait wait a minute I was like relax I said you need to stop I said be nice to yourself I was like gosh you're so mean to yourself we can really be our biggest enemies and even we we can be made into our biggest enemies soon as we as soon as the depression or the self-doubt or any of those negative things or those things we hate to deal with get right into it boom we te- we can tear the shit out of ourselves we tear ourselves all the way down like un- unlike any other person can do because I-, I feel like i'm on the brink of an epiphany here hold on I feel like it's like you have a responsibility when now this is when you can control it. This is when you actually actually can control it, when you can get a grasp on it, because you can't always get a grasp on it. But it's like you have so much power over yourself. You've given yourself so much power. Well, you don't really give it. You just have it because you are you. It's the same way you would give somebody else power by telling them your deepest, darkest secrets, except you know them automatically because it's about you so you have all this power over yourself you have you know your deepest darkest secrets you know your biggest fears you know what makes you tick you know what makes you happy you know what makes you smile you know what'll make you cry you know the triggers you know all of that shit about you and the most hurtful thing about not loving yourself about depression about not liking yourself about the self-doubt and lack of motivation the most saddening thing the most hurtful thing is the fact that that's one of the things you you will resort to sometimes using those things against you using things against yourself sometimes you expose yourself to the triggers you make things worse you talk bad about yourself you know the one thing you hate about yourself and you pick that one thing like just imagine because I still occasionally have this happen you look in the mirror okay you go to use the bathroom you're not even going to look in the mirror you're going to use the restroom flush the toilet you go wash your hands and you look in the mirror your face is beautiful 
but you got a birthmark above your eye on the right side and it's dark and people used to tease you about it before but you know other than that you feel like entirely beautiful and that's the one thing you focus on you talk about how much you hate that shit and you're just like oh i wish it would go away like you you have all this power over yourself and you choose to well i won't say choose because it's not a choice a lot of the time but you have all this power over yourself and then that's that's the, what the fuck happens you focus on that one part of your face that's not perfect and that is heartbreaking to have to deal with that. Because you know what? I realize I still do that. A lot of the time I look in the mirror, especially when I go to the bathroom, I literally say this to myself. I'd be like, wow, you are just, I was like, well, I'm so cute. I, I say that often. I just look at myself. I'm like, oh my God, like, look at your smile. And I just be smiling really big at myself. Like, you're so cute. And then other times I go to the restroom, I look in the mirror, and I say that. And then I see scar I see acne scars. Well, they weren't really acne scars, but I mean, you know. Like from when I used to, I used to always whenever I would get a blemish or a pimple, I would always pop it and it always leaves a scar. So I have scars on my face and or I can see my pores look open or there's another blemish on my face or or my teeth, and I'm just like that's so ugly. I'm just like, I really can't wait to get that fixed. I can't wait to do this. I can't wait, you know. And that happens sometimes still. All this to say. A, don't try to tear anybody else down because they feel positive about the way they look. They love themselves. B, if anything if you have a moment, if you have a second to spare, go ahead and give them that added like, that comment, that retweet of a selfie. Like, share the fucking love. There's no there's no harm in just helping somebody else feel better or continue to feel better about themselves. Like, you see this shit. Why not? Why not just give them the love? It ain't hard to do. Somebody posted a picture. You don't ever see them smile. They're smiling. They're showing their teeth. They look happy. Go ahead and like that picture. Just and then that's just a like. That takes literally half a second. Go a step further. You like that? Leave a comment. Retweet it. Reply and be like, "Damn, your smile is so beautiful." Anything like that. I love seeing you smile. I love that you look happy. Anything like that. Positivity goes a long fucking way. I swear it does. You don't know what the fuck you can do for somebody by being positive. I can never stress that enough. By just giving them some love. And that's that on that. I will be back with another topic or 10. And yeah, just remember, man, just in in this little break period, go double tap some pictures. Go like some pictures. Go spread some love. I challenge you to do that. I'll be right back. I'm going to go spread some love.
All right, lovely people. I have returned. Did you go spread some love during that break? I hope so. Man, that just, uh, that song. I loved that song so much. Like, Chili owes me that that album that she was going to put out. She was going to come for, look, she was going to dissolve Sierra's wig. Okay. The album, and it would the album came out like just before Sierra, the evolution. So she would have her foot on Sierra's neck right before she even got a chance to really really like solidify but anyway i'm mad like i tweeted her about the album i don't remember when that was within the last year or so and she gonna like the tweet i was like i'll never forgive you for never giving pretend we didn't hear that thought that was muted anyway i was like yeah i'll never forgive you for never giving me bipolar which was the name of the album i'm like we have to fucking fight because she gonna like the tweet like i'm just okay anyway so Obviously, that ushers us into the music portion of the show, where I would like to talk about a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, bunch of music shit. So, um, I think if it was last week or so, I was talking about streaming and why I do support one of the reasons I do support it, even though I know it's problematic for a lot of people. Uh, I actually remember to talk about it. I, it's also because I write these topics down, but that's beside the point. So basically. Um, I realized. So let's 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 set, let me set a scene for you. Um, you know, a bunch of my favorite artists. We got TLC, um, Aaliyah. You know, some of my, like my quote unquote older favorite artists, like Brandy. Of course, I don't know why I didn't say Brandy before Aaliyah, but not that I don't. That's anyway. Aaliyah is kind of excluded from the conversation because if I'm gonna talk about streaming, we all know. I can't stream shit of Aaliyah's in America, except for aging them, but a number. But that's beside the point. You know, we got like TLC, Brandy, uh, Mariah, of course. So let's take Mariah, for example. You got Mariah's got some amazing albums. You know, uh, Butterfly, Daydream, Music Box. Her debut's great. Um... You know, let's pick a song from Emotions, per se. Can't Let Go. Can't Let Go is an amazing song. Flawless song. And I shouldn't even be using Mariah as an example because Mariah is rich as fuck. But it's okay. You know, we got Can't Let Go. Can't Let Go um, is not one of her 18, I was about to say 19 number ones. Look at me. I should say 19, right? I should be speaking that. That's the secret. Um... Can't Let Go is one of her most amazing songs. It really should be one of her number ones, but, you know, anybody knows anybody who knows the story knows the label pulled the song, the, like the single, pulled it from the stores so people could, would buy the album more just as it was about to hit number one, so it, it stalled at number two, which is frustrating as fuck because she should definitely have, well, technically, there are a bunch of other songs that should also have been number one that came really close. Loverboy also peaked at number two. So she should have like 20, at least 20 number ones. But I'm sleep. Anyway, yeah, I can't let go. You could, you know, um, yeah, me. Okay, suppose I go through this breakup situation and I, I don't know, want to stream the song. I want to listen to the song before I even get to my method of listening. I want to listen to the song 200,000 times because... I'm I'm broken up 
And even though I try, I can't let go. And I just want to listen to it, right? I open up Spotify. Or I open up Tidal. I don't have Tidal, so we're going to continue to make this a theoretical situation. I want to stream it on Tidal. Play the song. Oh, my God, it's so amazing. I'm in tears. I want to play it again and again and again and again. The reason I love streaming because it gives me an opportunity or us as music consumers to put even more support into the songs we love from the yesteryear. Not even with just Mariah, but okay. Like suppose TLC. I bought fan mail. My mom bought a copy of fan mail in 1999. And I've bought a bunch of copies since then because for some reason I've had bad luck with fan mail CDs. Like I've cracked like two of them. I rolled over and laid on one of them, had to buy another. So I've replaced that album a bunch of times. But like a lot of the older music I have in my iTunes is from ripped CDs, which I don't know. I feel so awesome with that. But like um, my Aaliyah music is ripped from CDs. Like a lot of it, it's not even like downloaded from the internet. It's like ripped from my own personal collection. Like all four, well, TLC's first four albums were ripped from CDs. Um, you know, a lot of Mariah's CDs ripped from C- Mariah's albums ripped from CDs, TLC, Aaliyah, um, Beyonce, Rihanna, cause they're not really older, but you know, but you know, just to get further illustrate the point, um, soundtracks like big mama's house soundtrack, things of that nature. So you strip, you rip them, you got them in your library. I put music on my phone. A lot of people don't put music on their phone anymore. I, I have a shit ton of music that I can't stream. That I can't find on Spotify. Like Aaliyah, for a perfect fucking example. Um, but the thing about that is, TLC's album, I have it on my phone. TLC's fan mail, I want to listen to. Um, I Miss You So Much, written by Babyface, performed by TLC, all those things. And the more I stream it, it's like, you know, and the streams don't do a lot, but I feel like it, it's gonna, it puts more revenue into the pockets of the songwriters. And again, TLC is probably another bad example, but somebody who is a one hit wonder, somebody who all they have is that song. Like, I can't think. Okay. Okay. Des, Desiree's you gotta be right. Suppose I had bought her album back then. Or even the fact that I bought the song on iTunes and I play that song a lot. You know, I keep it, I'll keep it on repeat. I wake up, play it, go to sleep, play it. Like that's something if I stream it often, that'll help me and whoever else is streaming it often. We're putting money in our pockets where not only that, but it also is if, if the labels are actually paying attention and paying to like recertify these records, like that'll expand the success of them and everything. Damn, it took a lot for me to get that point out. I was trying to paint pictures with situations and shit and all this talking and babbling. All this to basically say, I want to help the artists. And that wasn't like an original. That wasn't why I started like streaming so much, but it just kind of hit me and I was like, oh. But on the downside, it has, I, have, I haven't bought an album in so long. But at the same time, I also feel like nobody I really, really love is. But that's that's neither here nor there. But but like the last, like when I did my year end stuff and talked about the albums I loved, I bought two of them. I don't know why I still haven't bought Fifth Harmony's album, considering it was higher than what other album did I say? Anyway, 
I bought Scissor's album. I bought TLC's album. I did not buy Fifth Harmony, but I love Fifth Harmony's album, so I should have bought it. I still can. But yeah, the streaming that has um, it's it's made me less of an actual music purchaser, which I don't necessarily like that. I do. I miss purchasing music. I haven't bought a single in a while either. Like, well, actually, it hasn't been that long. I did buy a uh, Queen Herbie's EP too. That was the last thing I bought. That's project. So there's that, but. I have not bought a project in a while. And, um, you know, if anything, like with the way they do incorporate the streams, it just, it helps to have the success because people are going to, people are going to, you know, adapt to these new mediums. And I really think it's important that the industry does as well because you got to follow the consumer. Like, you know, Beyonce and her rebellious kick, to keep Lemonade from Spotify or pretty much to pretty much to sabotage anything she's doing. Like I was at work. I was really angry yesterday thinking about the fact that both Sorry and Formation could have been number one singles. Had she just put the motherfuckers on Spotify. Like I want to fight. I really want to like parking lot brawl with her and she might beat my ass. I'll probably let her beat my ass, but at least I'll be able to say we fought about it because I'm over her. I want to fight her. But any in way, any in ways, this week, um, the queen of hip hop soul, Mary J. Blige, had two major, 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 major milestones this week. She got her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. She also celebrated her birthday. And if I'm not mistaken, they were like the same day. So I'm like, she's having a, well, I can't say she's having a great week because I don't know what she's going through personally. But professionally, she's having a great week. And I just want to, I want to give my love to Mary. I love, love, love the fuck out of Mary fucking Jane Blige. I would say hyphen Isaacs, but we don't fucking do can do. Fuck can do. Hashtag fuck can do. Fuck him. He's a dick. He's trash. He's an asshole. And he needs to die. No, he don't need to die because that would make Mary sad. We don't want to make Mary sad. Anyway. Oh, man. Mary is just. I don't know how you can. I mean, I guess I know. It's how you can not like anybody. But Mary is just one of the best. Like. It's just something about her that's just so. Like people call her auntie. I don't even get auntie from her. I just I get if anything, I get like sister from her. I don't know why. Mary is just like that bitch. And she is always going to be that bitch. She always has been that bitch. But like. She has great voice, of course, great music. And she's, I just like, she's so consistent. I just like, Mary is always going to be there. Like, it's no matter, I feel like she's not getting older. I just like, she's going to be there. She's going to be right the fuck there, giving you more music, giving you another album. Like, oh, Mary got another album coming out. Cool. Bet. Let me listen. I love it. Or I like it. This is good. Like, I listened to her last album uh, with Strength of a Woman. That was really good. I should have bought it. Should have definitely bought it. Um, but yeah, she's just always been around. It's just like I feel like a lot of us have grew up with Mary, have grown up with her. But it's weird because I feel like a lot of us have grown up with her. Meaning, some of us are like thirty, some of us are like twenty five, some of us are like forty, and I just feel like we all have grown up with her. And I just feel like, but she only been around since the nineties. And I'm like, how is this possible? I feel like we all have grown up with her though. And 
I just I have so many favorite songs of hers. Like I was compiling my list beforehand and I'm like, damn, I can't even put these in order after the first one. The first one is number one. Is number one. Number one is all that I can say, which of course is written by Lauren Hill. That's just like since I was little, I rem- I remember. The thing is, I remember when that song came out, and I am guilty of falling for nostalgia sometimes. But the nostalgia does not necessarily mean I don't genuinely enjoy something. I genuinely enjoyed it and the time it came out and I enjoy it now. So it's not always just about like nostalgia. People act like it's such a bad thing. Like, oh, don't let nostalgia. Like, no, nostalgia is a good thing. It's not bad. And I I get lots of nostalgia when I think of Mary. I grew up like I actually when I actually think about it, I grew up on Mary because my sister loved Mary so much and was always playing her around me. So anything of Mary's that came out pretty much from from like not gonna cry forward I have a strong memory like seeing the videos and all that stuff but I remember the Mary self-titled album she was everywhere that era I just because you know that was was when the Soul Train Awards were like a really big thing and I just remember watching and she would get like the uh they would do the Soul Train and I think she got the Aretha Franklin Entertainer of the Year award one time and they just would do the montages and like I just remember all that I can say and deep inside, like those were, those were huge. And it's funny because you look at, you'll look at, you'll look at where they charted. And the song's like, they didn't do that well. But that era, and um, it's too bad, it's too bad. Um, she said, is your child? That's on my list, your child. Um, damn, she delivered that era. And I just, that's the first era of hers I really, like, I can fully say I remember. Like, I remember seeing the Everything video, and I remember the Love Is All We Need. There's a video for that, right? There gotta be, because everybody, yeah, that's the song I'm thinking of. I def, that's probably the first video of hers I really remember, other than, like, I Can Love You. And I do remember Not Gonna Cry, so that's why I say Not Gonna Cry really is the first merry memory I have, if I'm not mistaken. I might have some before that. Video wise, yeah, I think that is the first video I can remember seeing. But just an amazing catalog. No matter, and the crazy part is, it's like Mary has worked with like everybody, and always delivers. She has worked with like Pharrell and Timbaland and Dark Child and fucking Stargate and I feel like I missed something. Missy and. You know, Missy and Mary are, like, great friends, and I love their friendship. And Kim, like, the three of them, I love, love, love their relationship. I'm trying to think of other producers and shit she's worked with, but it's just, like... And then, you know, in the more recent stuff, she's worked with, like, Disclosure and then Sam Smith. And, like, even after all this time in her career, she switched it up a little bit and gave us, like, some different sounds with the London Sessions. And that was a dope record. Especially Doubt, which is also on my list. Is that on my list? I meant to put it on there. Doubt is an amazing, 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 amazing song. I love Doubt. Um, but yeah, we have All That I Can Say, Don't Mind. I Don't Mind actually might be my number two, even though I said the rest of these are in no order. And Don't Mind is a perfect segue for me to get into talking about that motherfucking Burger King commercial. Y'all tried to play my bitch over. Mary collected her, what, two, three million dollars from Burger King. And y'all really tried to play my bitch with that commercial. There was nothing wrong with that commercial. I hate shit like that. I hate when people get like that. I hate when black people get feel like that. Feel like they should be ashamed. Oh, we oh we up there singing about chicken. We, I don't give a fuck. 
Y'all think y'all think we supposed to give a fuck about a stereotype or something? First of all, it's not like she was talking about a bucket of fried KFC chicken. She literally said crispy. It was crispy chicken, okay? Fresh lettuce, three cheeses, ranch dressing. And that shit makes me so fucking mad anytime. Like, y'all may are really ashamed of that. I felt so bad for her. She felt so ashamed. And they pulled the shit. I thought that was a dope commercial. I thought it was, it was funny. And the song, Don't Mind, which was written by Priscilla Renee, is like one of my favorite songs of hers. I don't feel like that commercial. I stand by that to this day. There was nothing wrong with that commercial. I love that commercial. And it's no different than, like I, and I said back then, I said this then and I'll say it now. If Taylor Swift had got her dumb white ass up there. Oh, look at me. I'm really angry. Taylor Swift had got her dumb white ass up there and started yodeling about some fucking crispy chicken. It would have been all right. But it's kind of pointless to make that statement because clearly that was the point. The fact that Mary was black. <laughs> but I don't think it was an issue. I really don't. I, re- I, I don't understand. I understand, but it's like, why? I feel like those are the same type of people who be like, oh, we got to. The same type of motherfuckers who will be like, oh, we have to. What the fuck do people say? I have to pull, pull my thoughts together because I'm so mad. We have to fight the stereotypes. We can't be doing this. We can't do that and do this because they already think we're going to be like this. So we got to prove to them that we're smart. Hate people like that. We don't have to prove shit. It's up to them not to have the dumbass stereotypes in the first place. I feel like that commercial was harmless. It's fucking Burger King. It was a fast food joint. Like, come on. It's about a fucking chicken wrap. What's in the new chicken wraps? They really played my bitch. And I want to fight. Every time I think about it, like I want to swing on somebody because it's not fair. At least she got to keep her money though. Cause Mary's about to coin. But yes, uh, I love you. Yes, I do. Which is written by another one of my favorite songwriters, Esther Dean. I think DePolo do that song. I think so. Maybe, but another like bop, a true bop. And got family affair, which of course gave us, Hateration, holleration, in this dancery, which is funny because my music teacher and, um, you know, a good friend of mine, she had over her classroom, there was no hateration zone. <laughs> and I just think that's funny. But she um, she let people know it was a no hateration zone. And I appreciated that. Uh, her cover of Sweet Thing, amazing. I actually prefer to listen to hers rather than listen to Shaka's. Oops. Sorry, Jaga. Um, everything. Everything is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful song. Beautiful video, too. She was out here with these looks. The looks. She was serving the looks in that video. Not Gonna Cry. A fucking classic. Babyface wrote the fuck out of that. You chose the right person to sing it. Amazing. Amazing. The look in that video, that iconic look, like when Monica did the tribute and recreated it. Iconic look. I Can Love You, of course, featuring Lil' Kim's iconic verse. If I told you once, I told you twice. QB, throw the booty like a groupie from Mo Ice. I'm here for that. That's really, that gotta be one of her most, Mary's most classic songs. This is when it start, you know, everybody do that little, you can't really see me right now, but that little side to side shuffle with, because it's, it's Mary. That's one of her signature dances anyway, but. Oh, yeah, I didn't even discuss her dancing. Like, I want to go. I have to see her in concert just to watch her fuck it up in them boots. Like, Mary really be up there fucking it the fuck up. And I love it. I would be gassing her to fuck up up there. 
Cause she really just be letting loose and really fucking it up. Like we really, really real life fucking it up. Uh, Deep inside, which I miss, which has the uh wonderful, wonderful, wonderful sample from Elton John's Benny and the Jets. I believe he was in the video. That sample is dope. And it's funny because they play Benny and the Jets at work all the time. So now I appreciate that song too. But it made me appreciate Deep Inside even more. But that sample, that's a dope. I don't know whose idea that sample was, but it's such a good ass sample because that piano is soulful. It's got like some, really got soul in it. And then when they added the backbeat to it, it really, that that's okay. Let's talk about Deep Inside for a moment because I'm having like a moment. I feel like Deep Inside has to be Probably the most underrated Mary J. Blige single. And let me tell you why. And I'm just figuring this out as I go along. Because you got that piano sample. And it's really, it's funny because I'm like, I'm like creating the beat in my head as I go along talking about it. But the sample, the sample is real soulful. So, you know, it's just real soulful. And then that beat comes in and it's... I, I can't really remember exactly what the beat sound like. I kind of sound stupid, but you put that the the actual like backbeat in there with the the drum. Obviously, it's not a real drum, but the the beat in there, and you literally have what Mary J. Blige is the queen of hip hop soul. That's literally a hip hop soul song because the beat was giving you the hip hop vibe, and then the soulful piano chords and the piano sample, and you marry that shit, and that literally makes her the queen of hip hop soul. Like. If that's if there could be a song that was like her magnum opus, that could be like her actual magnum opus. Like that's a real thing. Like that song. Mm. Didn't even realize how much I love that song. And then her voice, her vocals on the song. For the most of the song, it's pretty like laid back. But the chorus, deep inside, I wish that you know, um, wish that you could see that she's just playing old Mary. The song is good, but then you know she starts to go off toward the end. I'm just Mary. I said, I said, I'm just Mary. Um, your child, which I already mentioned from the same album, that might actually be my favorite Mary album. I got like three songs from the album. It's too bad. Um, be without you. Okay, let's talk about be without you, because. Deep inside, just also reminded me of what Mary's what how you know how Mary's voice sounded a little rough, but you didn't realize it until the breakthrough came out, because her voice cleared up completely. I'm not sure if it was because I don't know what it was she stopped doing. If she stopped smoking or because I know remember she said Kendu said if she come home drunk one more time he was gonna leave her or whatever whatever whatever. I don't know what it was she did, but her voice cleared up completely because. The Love and Life album was supposed to be her comeback album, but she's, if I'm not mistaken, I think she still sounded like that there too, but Be Without You came out and it was like she had bleached her voice almost, like cleansed it. Like, complete, like, she, like she soaked her voice in like jewelry cleaner and it came out shining. And Be Without You should definitely have been number one. The fuck? Mary has one number one single. That's criminal. Be Without You peaked at number three. That should be number one song. But that's a really, oh my God, talk about nostalgia. <laughs> it's just that song really takes me back to that winter, winter, oh, was it, oh, it gotta be oh five, right? No, it's, again, because I'm not, I'm usually very good with dates. It was oh five. I'm gonna just go ahead and say it was oh five because I know better. 
But no, I'm going to be mad if I'm wrong. I can't be wrong. This is like my time, you know? Because there's no way it can. No. No. It was 2005. It had to be. Let me make sure. Okay. Whew. Thought so. Knew I wasn't crazy. But yes, I just don't think it's fair that that song peaked at number three. At all. Like, that's some bullshit. Unless, like, you know, Mariah or something kept her. Then that's fine. But, okay, knocking. Got my facts straightened out. Sorry. Um. Damn, it didn't peak at number three till February. So, yeah, I don't think it was Mariah. But anyway, I just. Yeah, it was it was it was almost like she 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 cleansed her voice because once uh once the breakthrough came out her voice was sounding that that she had that clarity to her tone ever since then and then you would go back and you would hear for example uh deep inside and it just like two completely different people almost or like a nine one one perfect example she sounds rough on that song but it's like it was, it was never bad rough it was just it was good but her voice it was like again like she washed her voice. Um, Love a Woman featuring Beyonce. That's a whole song. A whole... And then the fact that she wanted... um Wait, it was... Was it Beyonce who wanted Mary on it? Yes, it was Beyonce who wanted Mary on it. Um, This is a great, a brilliant duet. It's a really, really good, really good song with them together. Kiss her real slow and get down and blow her. They just were singing their asses off and they sounded so good together. That was a really good duet. I'm kind of mad that that was... It was supposed to be a single, but I'm just... I'm mad it wasn't. I think Beyonce was pregnant at the time. I think... I want to say... That might be why they ended up not filming a video for it. Um, I think so. I think so. I'm just going to let me say that. Maybe. That could be it. But anyway. Uh-huh. Um... Did I say, oh, I put your child on here twice. I must really love that song. <laughs> and Be Happy. Great song. Well, since I put your child on here twice, I can replace the second one with uh, You Remind Me. I see you before, baby. Just, um, she just got, it's all you can say is just this greatness. Mary has always exuded greatness. I'm so thankful of that. I appreciate her. So there are people who don't or don't know nothing about her music or know nothing about her. And judging by her getting her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame this year, I feel like she might actually be getting her flowers this year. And I see it. I'm so happy. You know, Mary is 47. So she got so much left in her. Well, it seems, I think she does. And I just, I, sky's the limit. And then... Not to mention this, um, I have not seen Mudbone, but, um, you know, her performance in the movie Mudbone is getting lots of notoriety and she's been getting nominated for awards and awards and awards for her role in the movie. And I'm really proud of her. Really happy for her. I just, I would like, I would love to see her win some of those awards. I don't know if she, I don't think she, she might've won a couple here and there. I would just love to see her. I would love to have her, her to get that Oscar nomination. I'm super, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to nominate her for the Oscar. She was nominated for the Golden Globe. So I'm pretty sure they're going to nominate her for the Oscar too. But even if she don't win, wow, just to say she got nominated for an Oscar, just the fact that she's still 
going strong and even stronger in her career even you know even this this many years later 26 years later you know what's the 411 came out in 1992 a whole 26 years ago so i just love her love 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 mary very much and with that said i'm gonna take another break and I'm gonna come back talk about some more music related activities and yeah What's up, lovely people? I have returned. And alrighty, so now I wanted to so what I wanted to start doing is sharing a little bit about what I'm listening to each week. Um give like three to five of my top five. <laughs> three to five of my top five. Three to five of my top most played songs. Um again, I can start sharing a playlist. If anybody decides they want that, you know, it's available. If you like, I can share my Spotify playlist because I take much pride in my playlist. But that's beside the point. Okay, so there was a thread somebody made on Twitter about two weeks ago. And it was like black women in music. Basically, it was it was more to chronicle the lesser known black women in music. Like, and it's a shit ton of them, and they're spread across like every genre. Except I didn't see any country in there. But hey, I have a black friend who makes country music, so maybe when she gets some more music out there, that'd be nice. You know, have some representation of black women in every genre. But there was like you know some more alternative type stuff. There was definitely some rappers in there, uh, some R and B, some more pop some more soul like neo soul there was some like actual more soul music um you know it was a really really great thread and i picked up a lot of good music from it and one of those will be uh this young girl by the name of joyce rice and matter of fact let me see if she's on wikipedia page i don't think i meant to look her up learn some things about her okay she does not have a wikipedia page but she um she's really dope she's really dope um i enjoy her a lot listen to a couple of her songs but the one of hers that i've been listening to the most is uh it's called you used to love me and it's a really really nice song she has a really great voice and um you know that's all i end up saying is it's a nice song but it's some i i you know suggest you guys get into her a little bit you know that's a great song but the name of the song you used to love me <laughs> it sparked um you know a memory of 
You Used to Love Me by Faith Evans, which, let me tell you. So I must have forgotten about how much I love You Used to Love Me, but I put that motherfucking song on, and I just, I cannot stop, like, you know, and you just can't stop bopping your head to something. It's just such a good song. You want to talk about hip-hop soul? To it just it's such a I don't even know how to it's such a lush like the beat is so like it's funky first of all it's so weird the beat is funky yet it's like soulful and emotional at the same time like if I just heard the instrumental before I ever heard the song I get the funk from it but I could tell like you could t- you listen to it you'd be able to tell it's not gonna be like this is this is about to be probably an emotional song or a song about love or something like that. But like you hear I'm mimicking the bass. But it's that bass is so funky. And it's crazy that it was originally playing for Total. And I'm so glad she kept that. I mean, maybe it was the beat that was supposed to be for them. But I mean Total coulda coulda ate that too, but I mean, she wrote the fuck out of that. And just for that to be her debut single, to just come out the gate like that. But ultimately, I think what it reminded me of was the movie was Notorious. And I forgot that scene where she was recording it. And I'm like, that's where I started to love the song the most. And I just, that song was really fucking me up. I was like, man. And I love that she wrote it, the whole song, because... You feel that she sang it everywhere like she wrote it because she did. And I just I love I love that song so fucking much. I wanna listen to it when I get done recording, but man, she fucked me up good with that. But moving on. Um ha free. Yes, free by Maya. Amazing song. It was from her album Fear of Flying, but it was also used on the um soundtrack for the movie bait which i believe it was jamie fox in the movie but yes um jimmy jam and terry lewis song and it's so like it's so much like sass in the song and it's a bop as well but let me think of what I what I can how I can describe it. It's just, just I just feel like it's so much confidence. The thing about Maya is like I'm always talking about Maya. Maya just has, Maya exudes confidence in her music. No matter what she's singing about, there's confidence in it, and that's her as a person. Like you can tell, she writes her music or co-writes at least like most of the time. Like it's genuinely her. Like she puts forth a lot of that spirit that she embodies into the song and free is definitely one of those songs it's playful but it's like you know the first verse starts off everybody knows that yeah i'm kind of shy and i'm not the kind of girl who could ever approach a guy and you know what it does remind me of a janet song which is funny that jimmy jam and terry lewis produced it and she dances her ass off and she danced in that uh janet tribute so she could clearly be a not clearly but she could be a, a janet stan i could see it but no, and I wanna find a way to get you to notice me. Um, but you know she talks about being single, sexy, and sweet, making my own money, 
looking for the right party and if you're free it's just such a fun and like flirty song and i just i love she started talking about like like guys on the second verse and you know she talks about she don't want a man that think he looked better than her and he talking about his, her, his jerry curl shoes dripping on her seat and you know that last thing i need is a man that's soft you better get it on up and break me off you know i'm like i'm here I'm here for that but it's just there's so much spirit and like sass and punch in the song she's like yeah you know i'm free single sexy and sweet you know all that shit but i wish the song did better for her it didn't do that bad it peaked at like 42 so it was just shy of a top 40 hit and the video is first of all okay let's get into the video let me get into this fucking video when i first of all dave myers directed a video amazing 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 director and it was like what three or four different scenes she okay now i talk about maya's dancing a lot and what i realize is that uh, there are not enough videos that show off how well she can really dance there's that one rehearsal video of her rehearsing for the lock you down video and i mean she just moves like butter my god like i thought Aaliyah's moves were smooth but when i the first time i watched that i was like i knew maya could dance her ass off but i was like she was so fucking smooth with it she really, to me, is the second best female dancer in the industry. Like, as far as entertainer, because I know them some choreographers and stuff who probably are, like, amazing. But she's right behind Janet to me, and I stand by that. But watching that video, there's a part, like, where she was, like, popping and locking. And she was so, she has so much agility. Like, she's very, very quick with her moves and precise. And I was like, wow, Maya is really fucking me up. And again, it's not very many videos where you get to see it because a lot of the other videos she's doing choreography. Yes, she's hitting the moves and she's killing it, but it's not the same as that. Like this free, I would say free, um, maybe lock you down. And then my love is like, well, showcase her dancing abilities the best, especially because she tap dances in my love is like, well, and then she hit that fucking split. I mean, and ended me, but that's beside the point. And moving on to 8-0-fucking-8. Man, you want to talk about a, a, another bomb-ass debut single. I don't know. I would like to know the story about how uh, the R. Kelly connection happened. But um, obviously, 808 by Black, huge hit for them. Uh, peaked at number eight, ironically. Top 10 single. It's their first single. Um, you know, their, their debut album is really good, of course. Well, not even, of course, because not all debut albums are good, but, you know, their platinum debut album is amazing. And the thing about it is it's like the beat starts. I don't know what R. Kelly was on when he wrote and produced that, but he wrote and produced the shit out of that song. And then, you know, you get Natina's voice. Well, you, you get Shamai. And you get Natina. See, what I believe is we was granted the power. What's that? The power what? Power to make you dance like this. And then, boom, Shamara comes in. I heard she's got a 95, but coming in after 12, I know you're tired of her lies. Just let her go with the deal. Mm. But it's not even that, the verses that get to me. It's that chorus. <laughs> See, I'll be going boom like an eight away. First of all, that song was very sexual. <laughs> they were still young. Brandy was like 16, 17. Let me see how old she was. 
Yeah, Brandy was very young when they came out. Natina and Shamari were a little older, but and I thought about that as I was watching Bring It On. I was like, maybe that's why Brandy didn't pop up till a little bit later in the film. Like she was not there. She was not in the first scene that all uh, that that uh, Natina and Shamari and Gabrielle Union were in together. I, it didn't even hit me. I didn't even notice. Brandy ass ain't pop up until the gym where they was writing a letter to Pauletta. Pauletta, you my girl. You the bomb, baby. Yes, as I I don't know if I ever talked about Natina. Have I did I talk about Natina last episode? Basically, I miss the fuck out of Natina. I miss her very much. My Twitter connection with her is real. Like, I remember when I deleted all my tweets, I kept the ones from October 2012, which was just before she died because we had so many great conversations. And her account is private. Like, I had to keep those there because I'm like, I haven't, I don't, you know, she's not here anymore. And those conversations were so important to me. Like, she gave me good advice. And she actually, like, we talked, knew we talked about um, Mind of a King, which was my favorite black song. And she wrote it. And, um, yeah, I uh, was gonna, I was gonna like produce something and write it and submit it for their album and you know I was I was gonna try to do that but you know obviously that did not work out. She was struck by a vehicle, all that stuff, and I miss her very much. But eight oh eight is a bomb ass song. That chorus is boom like an eight oh eight. Been making circles like a figure eight. But yeah, um, and then the Tina's rap verse, ain't nobody banging like me, stacking like me, wetting like me, ask Kelly, his original plan to get his lodge on the map and making you clap your hands, damn, shoot, bizotch, I remember I got in trouble for saying bizotch when I was younger when the song came out, <laughs> but that's beside the point. Oh, was that it? Oh, who's gonna say it? Is that all my songs? And then my... I, I realize I did these in no particular order, but, um, so Fergie released Double Duchess last year and a lot of people didn't like it. I think it's because A, the long ass wait, and then B, the fact that she even titled it Double Duchess kind of, first of all, I thought it was a very clever name, but it kind of put pressure on it. So it made it like, you know. But uh, Just Like You, very, very bomb-ass song. Very bomb-ass song. It was um, co-written by Taylor Parks, who is a young legend, no, a young songwriter who, let me see, she, wrote, she co-wrote um, Infinity by Mariah. She's worked with, like, Fifth Harmony and Jennifer Lopez, Keisha Cole, uh... Elle Varner, which I didn't even know she worked with Elle. Uh, JoJo, Megan Trainer, um, Demi Lovato, who else? Chris Brown. Did I say Chris Brown already? Jason Derulo, Seven, Ariana. But that's all beside the point. She's also like one of Kiki's best friends. Her and Kiki have been friends. Kiki Palmer have been friends for years. Like she popped up in a an episode of True Jackson VP actually, which is funny. A couple episodes, I think. I think she was on Everybody Hates Chris as well. But, um, yeah, the song is basically like, hmm. It's basically about, like, a relationship and, like, how do I put this? Basically, she's, she's telling a nigga, like, I'm, 
I'm just like you. She's talking about, you know, how fucked up he is. And like at first she's talking about, you know, look what you made me do. I'm crazy. I'm crazy just like you. I'm tainted just like you. It's a table set for two. Look what you made me prove. Like I'm crazy just like, you know, she she just like his ass. And if anything, that could have been a personal song knowing that her and uh, Josh are separated. Which again, she not only did she take his last name, but she changed her first name to Fergie with her name being Fergie Dumel. So I just want to know if she's going to go back to Ferguson she, so she could be Fergie Ferguson so, so I can literally call her Fergie Ferg. I just got such a kick out of that the first time I heard that. <laughs> Fergie Ferg, I love it. But anyway, that's beside the point. And yeah, so those are my top songs. Was that five, five songs that I've been listening to? And of course, before I go on my break, I want to talk about Cardi Mania. Let's talk about it. I actually had a dream that she was putting her album out October 31st, but it's January, so I don't know how that worked, but weird. Cardi fucking Mania. Ooh, was it three three songs in the top 10, right, that she had? I just... Then Finesse just debuted. Then they're performing at the Grammys. I just... I'm, I don't even know where to start. I'm just... I'm overwhelmed. I just... I love, 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 love the finesse remix and her verse in it, and them in the video. It's so fucking cute. She should have, should have. They should have taught her some choreo so she could have busted out with them real quick. That would have been so cute. But hopefully she does for the performance. That'd be so cute. I hope she's not nervous. Well, I mean, I know she will be, but hope she just stays herself and like don't let it get to her. And I really hope she wins those Grammys. And that's in what two weeks, two, three weeks or so. Yeah, three weeks. Well, nah, that's two weeks, huh? Yeah, boy, that's, yeah, that's two weeks. Wow. Um, I really do hope she wins those Grammys. That would be awesome. I'd be so glad for her. She deserves it. But she's my bitch is really out here doing it. Really out here. Like, wow, she really did it. Like, I remember. I didn't even know her name when I first saw those um Instagram videos. Suck a dig, lick a nut, be nasty. Like, I didn't even, did not know her name at all. And they kept saying Cardi B. And I'm like, who the fuck is Cardi B? And I was like, oh, the girl from whatever, whatever. And then there, she was going to be a love of hip-hop. And I was like, why? And But I liked her a little bit. So I was like, yeah, I guess that's cool. But I was like, why is she going to be a love of hip-hop? And it's just been a skyrocket ever since. Like, she left love of hip-hop to focus more on other shit. It was like she was doing the focus on acting. And the whole thing about her signing to Atlanta, it took them so long to confirm it. And then Bodak Yellow came out. With that, with that one freestyle came out just before Bodak Yellow. I don't remember what it was called, but. That's what everybody was talking about. She ate that, which was dope. And then Bodak Yellow came out, and you know, our wigs have been engulfed in flames ever since. But, you know, I'm, I'm very proud of my, my Libran sister. Even despite the whole. You see how I talked about that and completely forgot about the whole offset thing? But uh, that's kind of that on that. But. Yeah, I'm going to take another break and I'll be back with some closing remarks, which does include acknowledgement of a very special something that's happening in the next week that I am so motherfucking excited for. But we're going to talk about that after this break. Look what you made me go. I'm crazy just like you. 
Alrighty, lovely people, I have returned, and I just want to say, remember, please keep in mind the things I said about love, like, that's all genuine, it's very genuine, like, you make life so much easier when you just do things with love, and that's like everything you do, go to work, go to school, talk to people, everything could be so much easier if you just do it with love, like, there's just so much negativity that goes around. Like, somebody um added me to a Facebook group a while ago with uh, lots of other gay men and stuff like that. Where there's lots of, lots of stuff. Lots of, lots of stuff. Lots of conversations and things of that nature. So, you know, I poke my head in there. I comment. I like and things like that. And, you know, but there was something in there that was, like, real mess. Like, really, really messy. And I found myself scrolling through it. And I was reading the comments. And then I stopped. And I was like, damn, this is, like, making me nauseous almost. I, just, I had to get out. I had to, had to get out of that, that space in that moment. I was like, "This is not cool for me." You know, I'm not gonna knock them if they 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 thrive on the drama. That's cool. Well, not cool, cool, but that's what they want. That's you know, I, I can't hate on that. That's what y'all want to do. That's cool with you for you, but that's not gonna be my bag. That's not my mo in life. You know, I don't think I've ever really been in that kind of you know, space. Now, I'm not above anybody else, and I'm not different from a lot of people, so there are times, like, especially if it's a reality show, and there are times where I think I do get myself caught in, I'm like, ooh, look at this. Especially if it's <laughs> people I not necessarily know or but know of. So sometimes I, I do, because I'm, I'm human like everyone else, but I try to keep myself out of stuff like that and out of head spaces and things that are going to bring me more negative vibes because... I'm telling you, reading The Secret has fucking... I'm not even over it. I'm not, the book's not over I'm in the middle of the book. Not even in the middle. The book has changed my life already. For the better, for sure. So, I just... I encourage everybody to just, just be love. Be love. Be, be love as much as you possibly can. And... Please, if you if you can. With that said, hashtag justice for Tinashe. Ha! Let's talk about that for a moment. <sighs> talk about justice for Tinashe. This girl here. <laughs> I need a moment. Next Thursday, I had to look at the calendar and see what next Thursday was. Make sure the 18th. Yes, next Thursday the 18th, which is perfect because that's payday for me. So finna buy whatever she finna drop no she has the three songs coming out uh faded love featuring future no drama featuring offset and then me so bad featuring ty dollar sign and um or as i like to call him tyler dollar sign and french montana look i just my wig is disintegrated my scalp is melting my brand is exposed i don't really i i yeah 
I don't know. Somebody, some people are saying it's Joyride is gonna be a three track EP. I saw one blog post say that the album's going up for pre order after these three songs come out. I don't know anymore. I just know I'm getting new music from my my baby. It's my girl. It's my love. It's my life. So. I really should have got a picture when I met her, but I'm glad I didn't because, again, I felt bad under the circumstances of which I met her. It was not cool. I practically stole a meet and greet by waiting outside of her tour bus with a bunch of other people who got pictures, but she looked so tired. She waved at us and her security, I think, because her security already pretty much promised us that she would come over. I think he told he told her that and she was kind of like, I could see the look on her face. She was like, she was really irritated. She's also a fake ass Aquarius, so... No, I'm playing. I'm just playing. But yeah, man. Justice for fucking Tinashe. Maybe, maybe someday we might actually get justice for Tinashe. So we're going to continue fighting the good fight. And I want all y'all to continue to be beautiful and to be loved. And thank you so very much for listening. I love you. That's the end? Yes, Janet, that's the end.